Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Morata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Morata. Spectacular. Bickley and Morata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Morata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Hello, Valley sports fans. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Good morning. Dan Bickley, Vince Morata, Jarrett Carlin, and Sarah Cazell as we plow through this never-ending month of August. Oh, so trying true. to get to football season. Do you know what I saw and, and I'm noticing? We are not even out of August yet, and, and Halloween is being marketed already. Oh, yeah. It's the next, whatever the next big thing is, they get it out there early. Yeah, once my birthday was over, they were like, next big thing, <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, put away those hairy slippers, everyone. Yeah, Jared's put away the hairy, that's right, put away the hairy say. slippers, it's, it's Halloween season. What's on the shelves at your local store to market Jarrett's birthday? Oof. It's just, a, I, I mean, I, August is a little early for Halloween. A touch. A touch, yeah, a touch, right? But it's like, you're right, we have to get on to the next, be, next thing always, Oh, constantly. They, well, those super stores aren't going to stock They're themselves. Not- <laughs> they have. That's right. And believe me, they have the Christmas stuff ready to go on November 1st. Oh, yeah. As soon as yeah. Halloween's over. Crazy, isn't it? It's really crazy. Are you guys Halloween dress-up people? No. I used to be. No, I'm not a costume guy. Not anymore. Dan's oh, yeah, wife that would be a better way of saying it. My wife is all about what? that. Oh, I mean, so, oh so, with the makeup background, Oh, yeah, so she, so she got the double portion of, of that, and I got the no portion of it. Yeah, but if I was that talented with makeup, I would be a Halloween person, too. That's a, good, that's a very good point. <laughs> well, practice makes perfect. All right, so uh, before we get on today, I, I something uh, struck me. So we were, uh, we were treated yesterday because of our uh, end your listening audience amazing performance in the Phoenix Children's Giveathon week to breakfast burritos in which if if people sandwiches. In, yeah right sandwiches if people in the listening audience would have seen the way Jared Carlin scarfed his <laughs> I, I think Vinny and I were both in in awe watching you do that it doesn't, well, uh, no dude seriously you're <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> because first okay. of all you guys complain when I eat during the yeah, show well, so because you shouldn't I have to because you shouldn't not you should eat during the breaks but whatever that's not where I'm going to so you had your breakfast sandwich yesterday early did you stay for the free lunch that's what I want to know <laughs> Oh, look at that smile Which, on his face. What answer are you hoping to hear right now? <laughs> I just want to know Here's if you I'm, stuck around this office for, this the, work a for the free lunch that came as well. Here's, you did. Here's I knew it. I, I was close to, to finishing my post show work uh-huh. and the, the the woman in charge of setting up the, the the food walked by and said oh Jared if you want to hang around till 1145 <laughs> uh, we're yeah. bringing in all these pizzas uh-huh. and I said well what do oh, you do? and I'm sure it had never crossed your mind prior to that Jared stood up and danced <laughs> I wasn't going to stay till like new 1230 or mm. 1 but uh, 1145 you could pull that off so, yeah, you, so you had pizza on top of that absolutely 
If it's free, this guy of Jared's brand. This guy. Of all the people I've ever met in my life, I've never met anybody more excited about food. I'm not saying that as an insult. No, either. You love it. I've psychologically analyzed myself over the last couple years, I think, in that I, I truly like it's one of the few things in life that I look forward to and get pleasure from almost every time. Mm-hmm. So much so that if I ever have a meal that's not good or disappointing, it's it's extra. Does it set you back? Yeah, it's like very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm a sad man. <laughs> <laughs> it is awful when you say it out loud like that. No, food is life. It's okay. <laughs> but look at it this way: you got a great support group around you, Jared. At yeah, least you got probably. that going for. <laughs> All right, start the show, Jarrett. <laughs> the Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Well, if you had us killing Jarrett's self-esteem before 6.07 a.m. <laughs> on the bingo card. On the bingo card. Congratulations. You can mark that I'm one off. I'm a sad man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd hug you, except they don't want all those furry hairs on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I have, I've, I have a very hairy upper body. My no. feet are not hairy. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, Frodo. <laughs> Cardinals Whatever on their way say. to Music City for a joint practice with the Titans on Wednesday. Yes, I said practice and not the plural practices. Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com reported yesterday that Titans head coach Mike Vrabel said the teams would only meet once on Wednesday instead of originally planned Wednesday and Thursday sessions. Two teams will end the preseason on Saturday at Nissan Stadium in a game that kicks off at 4 o'clock Arizona time. Cardinals also made a trade, not for a corner. Cornerback, though. They're sending a 2023 fifth-round selection to the Buffalo Bills in exchange for offensive lineman Cody Ford, who has played in 38 games over three seasons after being a second-round pick of the Bills out of Oklahoma in 2019. He was a full-time starter at right tackle as a rookie, then played guard as a part-time starter over the last two seasons. 6'3", 329, and another college teammate of Kyler Murray. And someone the Cardinals had interest in selecting in that draft at number 33. Three, but they went with Byron Murphy uh, in uh, instead in that slot. Marcel Aitman also released the wide receiver. That means there's 11 receivers left in camp. Roster cut down to 80 players coming today. Uh, that's a league-wide mandate okay. to get down to 80. Yeah, it's a, it's an upgrade for the offensive line, but it's a move that you didn't think the team needed. So you wonder, what is the real motivation here? We're going to get into yeah. it today. It's a, it's, a, it's a curious move. He's a good player. It's a curious move. I'm not sure. He's, I mean, he hasn't rated well. No, I mean, he's not great. Uh, he's good. I, well, maybe he's not good. <laughs> okay, he's Kyler Murray's ex-college teammate. Can ding, you give me that? Ding, ding, ding. All right. Uh, Cardinals running, uh, former Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake going to be released by the Las Vegas Raiders after just one year with the team. Of course, the Raiders raised eyebrows when they gave Drake a two-year, $11 million deal to back up Josh Jacobs in March of 2021. They will now absorb a $3.6 million salary cap hit this year and $4.4 million next year after that deal was restructured. Weird move by the Raiders. Uh, Panthers made it official on Monday. They'll start Baker Mayfield in their season opener September 11th against the Browns. Tom Brady, as expected, was back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday after an 11-day excused personal absence. 
Head coach Todd Bull said he's not sure if Brady will see any action in the Bucks' final preseason game against the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday. Uh, lots of NFL news. The Giants confirmed that first-round pick Kayvon Thibodeau has a sprained right MCL suffered after he took a cut block from Cincinnati's Thaddeus Moss on Sunday. They're hoping he can come back in three to four weeks, but not a great start to his rookie season with that injury. And the Jets came storming back last night, down 16 to nothing. They beat the Falcons 24-16 in preseason play. Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Bryce Young of Alabama highlights the AP preseason All-American team released yesterday. A couple of former Arizona prep stars landed first team honors. Texas running back Bijan Robinson, who played at Sal Point in Tucson, is joined by former Saguaro Sabercat and current Georgia cornerback Keely Ringo on the first team. Only three Pac-12 players landed on the first team. USC guard Andrew Voorhees, wide receiver Jordan Addison, and Oregon linebacker Noah Sewell. Great so one Pac-12 player has made the team. <laughs> the other two are USC. <laughs> yeah, yeah really, that's right. Good point. Go. That's a good point. And one of them's never played in the Pac-12. Jordan Addison transferred from Pitt. Uh, D-backs on the road for a taste of the American League Central, starting with two games in Kansas City against the Royals before they head to Chicago for three against Tony. I'll intentionally walk you with two strikes and don't ask me any <laughs> questions about it, Larusa and the White Sox. <laughs> the Royals are floundering at 49-74, and 74, fourth place in their division. They've lost eight. 8 of 10. D-backs trying to bounce back from getting swept by the Cardinals over the weekend. It's Zach Davies on the mound against Jonathan Heasley for KC. 5-10 first pitch. Pre-game coverage starts at 4-30 on ESPN 6-20 a.m. and 98-7 FM HD2. Maybe some help for the bullpen. D-backs claimed uh, right-handed reliever Reyes Maranta uh, off waivers from the Dodgers and designated Jake Hager for assignment. Maranta pl- pitched in 23 and two-thirds innings for the Dodgers this season. Four ERA. And uh, in a weird story from soccer, we don't get into a lot of soccer, but Phoenix Rising FC has their new manager. It's Juan Guerra, who was an assistant last year, then became the head coach of the Oakland Roots SC. They put him on administrative leave late last week, and there was rumblings that he was negotiating with Phoenix Rising FC, and sure enough, he's their new head coach. He'll coach two teams in the same conference, and they play each other on September 10th. Isn't that weird? That's that's weird. <laughs> that's definitely weird. Wow. You don't see that every day. No, you what, don't. Coach hopping in the middle of the season? Oh, well. That's USL USL Championship Soccer. There you go. There is your splash for Tuesday, August 23rd. Coming up, we get into that Cody Ford trade. What does it exactly mean for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward? There's lots of possibilities. We'll get into them next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. I just never felt like we was going to lose. I ain't going to count. No, y'all, we, was, we can't play. Y'all were supposed to lose. No, we were not. No, we were not. No. Bro. We should have beat y'all. We kicked three field goals. Exactly. We should have beat y'all. Y'all threw, y'all threw two interceptions. Y'all had, y'all had an interception. Or be Who do y'all think should have won the game? We should have won. Come on, baby. We should have won. Come on, baby. We should have won. Look, we should have won. Come on, that was uh, an exchange, a post-game exchange back in 2020 after the... Yeah, I'm glad you played that. Hale Murray pass from Kyler Murray 
to DeAndre Hopkins when the Cardinals came back to shock the Buffalo Bills. That was Kyler Murray and Cody Ford, then a member of the Buffalo Bills, former college teammates, debating on who should have won that game, who deserved to win that game. Deserves got nothing to do with no. it. The Cardinals won it. Uh, why are we playing that now? Because Cody Ford and Kyler Murray are once again teammates. Cardinals sending a 2023 fifth-round draft pick to the Bills for the offensive lineman. Uh, and we'll get into how he fits and what it all mm-hmm. means for the Cardinals, but I wanted to read you this from Jay Skursky of the Buffalo News, how okay. he started his article. The Buffalo Bills officially turned the page on perhaps the most disappointing draft pick of the Brandon Bean era on Monday. The team shipped guard Cody Ford to the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for a 2023 fifth-round pick. The move brings it, uh, to an end an underwhelming career in Buffalo for Ford, whom the Bills traded up to acquire in the second round of the 2019 draft. To date, that is Bean's biggest miss in his first five drafts Oops. as the team's general manager. And I did a little bit more digging mm-hmm. on, on Cody Ford, and this doesn't mean really much moving forward. He's, his pro football focus grades for three years have been have not been atrocious. Yeah. He ranked 79th out of 82 guards. I didn't rated know. Last wow, year. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. But Listen, Skirsky they gave up a to... fifth round pick to get this guy. They That's did. not insignificant capital. No, it's not a it, sixth or a seventh. No, it. That's what he's saying. It's it's right. a fifth round pick. Yeah, right. I know. Can, I'm it's, saying you it's can find not players. insignificant. Yes. Yeah. And and so you wonder what in the world possessed the Cardinals to make this move for a guy who's just been. Yeah. I listen. I thought he was an okay player. I I, I didn't know his numbers were as bad. <laughs> it, listen, it, because I, I I know a little bit about this guy because I always thought that that little exchange with Kyler Murray was very bizarre. It was the, the weirdest kind of. I mean, why are they arguing over who should have won? <laughs> when the game just ended, I always thought this is a bizarre bit of interfacing. It was a little weird. It was a little odd. But I, I have to be honest, when I saw news of this trade break yesterday, my first thought was, okay, that's interesting, and immediately followed by something's not right with the offensive that's what, line. The, and so that's that's where I'm at on this. So I think you, when you start to drill down, what could the issues be here with the offensive line? Okay, the issues could be Rodney Hudson. Does Rodney Hudson still want to play football, or does he not? And if he doesn't, we know Justin Pugh was going to be the emergency slide over to center guy. Now you need a, uh, a a replaceable guard to throw into the offensive line. That's scenario A. Scenario B, Justin Pugh is not playing well. Possibly. And you need a guy. Because I don't think you give up a fifth-round draft pick for depth on the offensive line when you badly need to acquire a cornerback. Yeah, we were we, we were all gearing up. I mean, Gambo's been gearing us all up. Right. This week, the Cardinals are making a trade for a corner. You see, oh, Cardinals make a trade. For a guard? Yeah. Wait, I thought they were pretty happy with their offensive line depth. So it's that, or maybe Will Hernandez is actually hurt. Maybe he actually hurt himself more than we thought he did. He's dealing, I think, with a foot or an ankle issue right now. So I'm there's going to be a shoe that drops on this story. There has to be because in and, in and of itself it doesn't seem to be something you go out and acquire for a fifth round draft pick. Especially for a guy that's graded out that poorly. Now yeah, he's a college teammate of Kyler Murray, but I mean, come on. I I, How far do you have to go to recreate a college experience for a guy when he's in year four of the NFL? Yeah, I felt the exact same way. 
fifth round pick. I mean, if if now this this same article in the Buffalo News by Jay Skursky does point out, hey, Cody Ford looked resurgent. Mm-hmm. He was having a good camp. He actually graded out very well in Buffalo's first two preseason games. So if he's able to turn it around, that's a thing. But mm-hmm. again, it, it was puzzling to see them attack. I mean, a fifth round pick is capital that could have been used to get that corner. That's what I Because now that takes that off the board. So now if they're going to make another trade, which we heard that they were going to, now you're in the fourth round or the third round territory, which is really significant capital. Now, I know Marquise Hayes was was uh, a little banged up and didn't mm-hmm. play in the preseason game uh, on uh, Sunday against the Ravens. Maybe it's uh, a serious injury. Maybe it's depth for that. But again, it, it, it seems like a lot to give up. Yeah, And a lot does. of the reaction, I was reading a lot of the reaction Action from Buffalo, from Buffalo fans, and they're like, "Wow, they got a fifth round pick for Cody Ford." Talk about a fleece job. <laughs> so, that's funny. That's interesting. Well, it's another one of those things that when a really good franchise gives up on a player, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It means <laughs> the player's a big disappointment. Is what it means. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it, but it, it it does speak to to some other stuff possibly happening behind the scenes. Now, you sort of laughed it off about making, you know, getting another Oklahoma player. But do you think that is part of it? I, like continuing to make Kyler more comfortable and, and more happy? Again, it, it, I, go back, I go back to what Sean Payton had to say. If you've got to go to those such great lengths, are you really talking about a franchise quarterback at that point? If you need to surround a guy with all his college teammates, that's a little bit odd. That's a little bit, you know, what are you going to do? Bring in some of, like, his college dorm room posters and put them in the facility? <laughs> his college dorm room hot tub? His lava lamp, maybe? It's one thing to have a receiver that you had direct chemistry with, right, in yeah. college. Yeah. Who's, you know, Hollywood well, now. Well, offensive linemen. Yes, but Cordial. how many more positions? They love bringing the long snapper. Who is the long snapper that is, Oklahoma Sooners team? Sarah's point is correct. I mean, you can point to the relationship, the chemistry that Brown and Murray had at Oklahoma. And also, by the way, Hollywood Brown's been pretty productive at the NFL level. He had 1,000 mm-hmm. yards receiving last year. I mean, to to maybe it's happenstance. I don't know if there was a Kyler Murray influence. But yeah. to reunite him with uh, an offensive lineman that he probably had chemistry with at Oklahoma, who has yeah. not performed well at the NFL mm-hmm. Level that's something else. Didn't you? Didn't you tell me? Wasn't there? Did Did Justin Pugh address retirement at some point in time? He said he thought yeah. about it. Yeah. He thought about that's it. That's why he, got he down, dropped all the weight. He got right, down right, to two hundred and twenty pounds. Right. That's that. Hence the forty percent of your offensive line. That's right. Yeah. I, I I knew I did not. I knew I wasn't making that up in my own head, which does happen. But but I did know that in this case, <laughs> not today. Not today. Um, this. So I don't know. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's maybe Justin Pugh's playing like he's wants to be retired. I'm just, and again, I'm spitballing here. I'm not trying to defame Justin Pugh. I just, I, I, I don't understand really why you would assign that kind of capital when you've got the needed cornerback, which uh, is profound. Honestly, my biggest fear is Rodney Hudson. That question. Uh, Justin Pugh, at least, yeah. he addressed it. He's spoken about uh, you know what he was thinking in the offseason, yeah. and I don't question his passion to play the game because yeah. of, the, of the way he talks about the game and his commitment to put that weight back on. We've not heard from Rodney Hudson, have we? Did he? I, I I think he spoke once, once in the preseason. Once, and it wasn't. It, w- it it was a little bit reassuring, but not totally. It was yeah. the end of July. We haven't heard from him in August. Yeah, huh. if our archives reflect correctly. Which 
Which, uh, that's interesting. That, that might be another thing. <laughs> yeah. And again, so I, I don't know really what's holding this football team back. They're $18 million under the salary cap. You've got a guy in Marcus Golden who's not practicing because he wants a, a slight raise. They're not giving it that to him. That is one sore toe. <laughs> it's, it's one sore football player is what it is. <laughs> I'm sore. Remember people use that when they're angry as a... I think my dad's Sit an for anger. Does he? Don't make me sore, Carlin. What are you getting all sore about? <laughs> getting all sore. Right. I never used that one. Uh, Bix Picks is back for the 2022 NFL season. Text PICK to 620-620 to sign up. Compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize, a 75-inch TV, courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners will receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to cold beers and cheeseburgers. Just text PICK to 620 620- 620 to enter. Coming up next, a little more on that Marcus Golden situation and other questions about the Cardinals' defense. We'll get into them next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. No, nah, no, nah, man, it ain't about holding out or nothing like that. But, of course, man, of course I want another contract because I want to be here. I want to be here, man. And uh, to be real, I feel like I earned that, man. I put in a lot of work. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep putting in work. But, no, it ain't about holding out or nothing like that. But, of course, I want to be here be here longer for sure. That's Marcus Golden on this radio station with Burns and Gambo back on August 1st. When uh, that followed the, the tweet that, that, that came from Marcus mm-hmm. Golden. Underpaid, underappreciated, undervalued, but I'm still working. Hashtag, let's get it. So that right. was the main theme of the discussion that Burns and Gambo had with Marcus Golden. Uh, we haven't seen Marcus Golden on the football field no. ever since. No, this must be a hold in what we're talking about. Because even when when Marcus Golden said that, it, it put that out there about being underpaid and underappreciated. That was about the last thing anybody expected to hear from him. Mm-hmm. Because he has been nothing but an optimistic ambassador for the Cardinals consistently talking about how grateful he is to be playing for this franchise and that they brought him back and all that kind of stuff. So this, this to me, it marked a significant change. Um, but if you go and you take a look at the money he is being paid, you can understand where he's coming from. He's in the second year of a two-year deal worth $5 million bucks, not counting incentives. He, in average money per season, he ranks 80th. Yeah. 80th yeah. among edge rushers. <laughs> for a 80th. who led the team in sacks last year. He had 11 sacks. Had 11, uh, 11 and a half, I think. Uh, and a very important player for the Arizona Cardinals because uh, I, I ran across this uh, on ESPN this week. Seth Walder put out a piece, NFL sack total projection leaders for 2020, ranking the top 50 pass rushers. The Cardinals have one guy projected in the top 50 in the league, and it's Marcus Golden mm. at number 43, 5.7 projected sacks. He's the proven commodity that they have. And a lot of people will say, well, what about Dennis Gardeck? Yes, he was a phenomenon two years ago in limited snaps. Uh, and by all accounts, he looks like he's back to himself after yeah. playing through an injury last year. But you can't count on Dennis Gardeck the same way you no. can Marcus Golden. No. Right? Pass rushing yeah, production. And you, and you can't justify paying Dennis Gardeck more than you're paying Marcus Golden, which is in, indeed the case right now. 
So I, I, I get where Marcus Golden is coming from. See, the question just becomes now, is he just looking for a little bump or is he looking um, for something chunky in terms of an upgrade, a boost in pay? Well, maybe that's maybe that's the holdup. Maybe. In this hold in, quote unquote. I, I, I don't know, but it's like, to me, it's something that you you should probably take care of. Yeah. Right? I mean, if, if Marcus Golden is your highest ranked edge rusher, and you you're expecting him to perform like that for two and a half million dollars a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, uh, there's a, there's a lot about this football team and, and their sudden frugality that's really got me weirded out. And and I I don't know what the what the deal is with this, but it 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 seems to me that they are really really either saving money for a big expenditure or they're just not spending this year. I, I don't get it. And, and, and we'll get into a, a, a related story on that later on in the show about how committed are they to, to going for mm-hmm. it this year. But uh, in that same interview, Marcus Golden with Burns and Gambo, one thing we know about Marcus Golden is he's very outspoken about wanting to be a Cardinal. He left the Cardinals, went to the Giants, and was you know over the moon when he got traded back. Um, and Gambo asked him during that interview, hey, because you do want to be here, do you feel that leaves you open to be taken advantage of? I hope not, man. I hope not. I hope I, I, You pray, man, when you, you pray that uh, everything gets fired. Man, I'm the type of dude that do everything the right way. I come to work every day. I work hard. And then when I get on the field, I ball out, man. And uh, when I do everything the right way, you hope that uh, the, the organization going to do the same thing for me. So I, I hope that's not what it is, man. And uh, I, I'm just going to keep on being me no matter what, man. I can't let nothing change me, the person that I am. I'm going to come out and do me no matter what. But, yes, at the end of the day, man, you just hope you get paid off for uh, for the work you put in, man. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. Yeah, and I think if, if this situation gets rectified, Marcus Golden is right back to doing what he does. And that is a guy, like he said, he balls out. He mm-hmm. plays hard on every single snap. You know yeah. you're going to get that from him. Yeah, and and I the last thing you want to do is make a guy like that unhappy or bitter because he does do so much for you in terms of just good PR. I mean, how many times does Marcus Golden come out and talk after games because the Cardinals can trust him? A lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. And he has that jovial personality. He's got the jovial personality. He's never going to say anything damning or indicting towards the organization. That's got to be worth something. So, I again, and and covering Marcus Golden, knowing him a little bit, it would seem to me that he, he, I'm sure he's just the type of guy that just wants a little fairness. I don't think he's looking to, hey, pay me $10 million a year. You'll give me what Aaron Donald's getting. Yeah, right. I want to be a $10 million a year player. Because that's, I mean, in the NFL, it's basically about a million per sack if you're an edge rusher. Usually, which is insane. But he's nine million off that figure, well, it, right? It, and again, it's just this. And here's the other thing too that, that that drives me nuts is just I've heard so many people go, "Oh, well, Vance Joseph can man, he can dial up a pass rush, he can scheme a pass rush." Do, do football fans not understand when you scheme up a pass rush, you are by definition exposing some other area of your defense? Usually, yeah. Yeah. You're bringing a guy that normally should be here, and you're saying, go hunt the quarterback. And there's not a defensive coordinator alive that wouldn't just prefer to, hey, go rush the passer and yeah. tackle that guy with the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like it's not like you when, when you manufacture a pass rush, they give you an extra defender to put on the field. Yeah. So you're taking them from someplace. So it's a dangerous game you're playing. 
And, and, and again, that's, that's to me, I, I don't know if you can sustain that over the course of a season. I know manufactured pass rushes can be real good on occasion mm-hmm. as surprises, as a surprise strategy, as a ambush, if you will. But you know, to, to, to make it a season-long strategy? Yeah. Now, if he's so great at it, why didn't weren't they great at it last year? They were great at it two years ago. They yeah. weren't even great at it. They were good at it two years ago, you know, when Chandler went out and Dennis Gardeck had this surge. And but Hassan it, Reddick had a five-sack right. game, and then suddenly, boom, the sack figures were like, whoa, look! It's just not something. They're, I mean, it's just, to me, they're really playing a dangerous game with Marcus Golden because it's one of the two position groups they're really thin at, and they haven't done anything to improve. The Arizona Cardinals are playing a dangerous, dangerous game. game. Uh, by the way, Hassan Reddick, since his name came up in that same projection, yeah. seventh. <laughs> whoops. No, whoops. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere on the defense, a lot of people, you know, we talked a bit about Zayvon Collins, his performance and limited snaps in the game against the Ravens. He did make a tackle for loss. Kyle Vandenbosch, former NFL defensive end, part of the Cardinals broadcast team, was on with Wolf and Luke yesterday, said he did a second look on Zayvon Zayvon Collins, and uh, here's what he had to say. Last night I came away with the impression that it was a mixed bag because he you know, made an open field tackle. Um, he seemed to be in on another couple tackles, but um, watching it this morning, I, I think he's still got work to do, to be honest with you. Um, seems like he gets swallowed up by blockers quite a bit. Um, and um, just watching him a couple times, it seemed like he played on the wrong side of a block. Um, he's, he's just not quite as instinctive as he needs to be at that inside linebacker position. Um, and uh, the one pass uh, early in the first quarter where um, it was it was blown coverage, it appeared to be um, he had like a hook curl drop and he chased the receiver into the flat and then the middle of the field was wide open. So um, while, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not um, an expert on coverages, it appeared like that was possibly, uh, he was partially responsible for that play as well. Yeah, so not exactly no. a glittering endorsement of what Zayvon Collins has done and and he's a guy going into this game Saturday against Tennessee, Beck. If he plays three quarters, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I, this is a guy that needs work right now. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can confidently put him in a starting lineup and give him a starting job right now. What if it has? As somebody who's watched him close the last two preseason games as well, I I don't think I've ever seen anything like this from a first round linebacker who just he he literally runs into blocks with his arms on the inside of him. And, and and tries to use body force to push a guy, right. and the offensive lineman just collapses on him, and he's swallowed up. And it's it's almost if you didn't know better, it was almost like he's checking out of the play. Yeah, or just he's used to playing against guys that he could just run over. That he could just run in over college. Yeah, and maybe that's what it is. I mean, would you guys be surprised at this point if it's Isaiah Simmons and Nick Vigil starting? No, not at all. And they just keep Simmons for that at least the first game or two in the normal linebacker yeah. position. That would not shock me in the least. Yeah, and and again, this is this is the this is the the the, the caveat to all the optimism I want to feel about this quarterback and this offense. This defense has just got me weirded out. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting weirder. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's getting weird. It's so weird. Uh, coming up next, breathe easy, America. Tom Brady's back in Tampa. Uh, no, we're not talking about Tom Brady, are we? We are. Go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> that and more NFL hash marks next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata hash marks. 
Brady is. Back. What are we talking about? Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. Who even uh, even addressed on social media the rumor mm-hmm. about him being on the Masked Singer? There's a lot of people who who are not buying his denial. There are actually people out there who think that's what this is all about. Really? Yeah. Because he couldn't admit that he was on the Masked Singer, right? Could do that. That would defeat the entire purpose of the show. <laughs> no, right. then he yeah. would get sued for, right. for breaking the NDA. He, yeah, he, right. He, exactly. The whole show exactly. is based on secrets. Has anybody pick? here watched the Mask? I have I never watched the first episode, uh, the first season of it. How does it? Is it fan vote or is it just the judges? It's stupid, is what it is. Uh, no, no. But how do they eliminate it? Because it, it can't be something that's pre-taped that far in advance. If the fans are the ones voting to eliminate the. The people. I, don't I, worry, I'm on so, it. I don't these, recall how they do it. As somebody who's never seen this show, I, do, are these celebrities who don't sing well, or are these celebrities some that do them, sing well? Some of them do. It's mixed. And it's a lot of auto-tune, too, even if okay, you're yeah. not supposed to be able to recognize their voice. Right. But, but it, you're supposed to guess who they are based on their voice. <laughs> Right. Well, clues. Yeah, they give right. clues. they're wearing these elaborate oh. costumes. And right. there has been semi-big NFL stars. The actual Antonio st- Brown did Mr. it. Mr. Big Chest was on there. The actual stars they get are not big at all. But the for some reason, the sports stars they get are fairly big. Still, even then, Tom Brady appearing on it seems like a, a reach. Wouldn't that be? I, I mean, wouldn't that be a cheese ball thing to do? To, to duck out of training camp to go film that for yes, 11 days? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Especially because it's the NFL-Fox relationship, and it's just so contrived. Yeah. It's like, oh, we get it. Right. Uh, to answer your guys' question, according to um, uh, Wikipedia, which is a very trustworthy source, <laughs> the, the judges alongside an audience vote for their favorite singer. Yeah, I remember the judges mostly being detectives on trying to figure out who it is and making outlandish guesses. Uh, and then uh, the show jumped the shark pretty quick for okay. me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty lame. Yeah, um, And that would be, to your point, Vic, the, the lamest excuse ever for missing training camp. Uh, but Greg Oman, who covers the uh, Bucks for The Athletic, um, here he is saying what the team feels about what just happened with Tom Brady. I always say that Tom Brady is exceptional in every way. There's nobody that has the clout he has to talk when he wants, to clearly practice when he wants. Um, and I think especially if it's something as, as personal as, you know, whatever he's dealing with. Like I said, this isn't a reality show. This isn't him uh, going off to reshoot a movie. I think this is this is time that was personal for him. So what Cam Brady said today is that if anybody has earned the right to pull off an 11-day break in the middle of training camp, it, it's Brady. And you just have to trust that he wouldn't do that unless he thought it was really necessary. This is a guy that, that doesn't take days off, that doesn't take snaps off, and he took 11 days off. So whatever his reasons, I think you know he's back, and you have to hope that he's certainly focused now and with the team for the next three weeks getting ready for the opener. Yeah, yeah I, I buy that. Listen, and I said yesterday, if this was a if this was a marital emergency and he needed to tend to family, I get it. He, he does have that in the bank. He, of all people, you can trust to 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 kind of stay on it. But it just to me, it's the the what of it is going to matter. I mean, there were reports that he was in the Bahamas, right, with his family. Oh, that's that's pretty much what they said happened. He went to a private resort in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you this: if that is what it is, is that all? All solved in 11 days 
And then for the next That's, for the next eighteen weeks, especially no, when you've had the whole else, summer off, yeah, yeah no, you're exactly is, right. Nothing else is going to come up in the next eighteen you, weeks listen, that might happen. That's that to me is exactly why I, I just I just wonder about this Tampa team and, and where Tom's heart is in all of this. This is very very unusual for him. There's nobody who has ever no player more dedicated to the process than that dude. Yes, but like we hinted at yesterday. And I've always believed this, Bick. I, you know, I, I believe the great athletes, they earn the right to play as long as they want to. They earn the right to, to pack it in and, and call it a career when they want to. Tom Brady's getting into a category that we've never witnessed before. A guy this age, still playing at this level, but committed to playing at that level when there is literally nothing else to prove. He's got all the I records. Know. He's I know. the most decorated football player that's ever walked the face of the earth. It's it, it's getting into a weird category. I now. completely agree with you. There is something a little off about it because it, it what it, what exactly are you chasing? Is is it I mean, do you love the sport that much? Well, if the sport's that time-consuming, and this was something where you addressed this publicly a couple of years ago, he's been on the record a couple of years ago of saying, hey, listen, my family has given to me consistently over the last two decades. Now it's time to give back. It's sort of that the guilt dad syndrome that a lot of professional athletes get when they extend their careers. And then he because gave it, back for, what, 30 days? Right, yeah. right. And, and so, so yeah, so maybe there maybe there is something here that's that's a, of 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 you know bigger importance than we're even giving well, it, and as Jared said, that would is does that mean he's going to tap out midway through the season? If if the Bucks have a bad month, I don't know. It just it's just weird. To there's going to be another week during the season. He's going yeah. to you know take off to go back. I don't know. The human side of me hopes that it's not a family emergency. Yeah, Passing up marriage and everything is good. The talk show host side of me hopes beyond uh, beyond the shadow of a doubt that he was on the mask singer. And we're going to see him on The Masked Singer because that would be a gold mine. <laughs> and, and again, there, there are people who say it all just lines up too perfectly. Those Reddit in people, terms man. of yeah, <laughs> in terms of the filming of it all and all that, you just, need something figured out. Just put it on Reddit. Put it on Reddit. So somebody will attack yep. it with fervor and get yeah. that all ironed out for you. Okay. Yeah. So listen, I, again, I think that you know, if if you want to be selfish about it, I think that things are breaking really nicely for the Arizona Cardinals in terms of in terms of what is around them. Like for instance, Trey Lance threw three interceptions in practice yesterday. He was feet, trying to force the ball to Debo Samuel, picked off three times in one practice. They got a lot of questions about that kid, whether or not he's going to be up to this moment or not. And that's that's a dangerous situation. You've got Aaron Rodgers and his rookie wide receivers whom we're going to get back into. You've got Russell Wilson gone off into Denver. It, it's Matthew Stafford and, and this, this lingering arm issue that may or may not be an issue. It, it, it's pretty open. In my opinion, if you're an, if you're a good team in the NFC, you gotta like what's in front of you. Yes, but then looking at it in a vacuum, still all those questions about the Cardinals on the defensive well, side of the ball. That's the thing. So it almost makes you think like, okay, you gotta pounce on this now. 
But they're not. Right. Cody Ford. <laughs> well, see, that, that's almost like the Tom Brady thing. Is like we have to come up with all the these theories because we don't know the reason. The Cody Ford thing, like, well, if it turns out that, you know, Rodney Hudson's retiring, then the, the move makes sense. You know, like, okay, that was a, a, a nice move to make at the time they made it. Mm-hmm. But since we don't know what's going on, it was just all we have is questions and say what a curious thing it is. Very well, true. Well, yeah, and it's, and again, there's, we, it feels like with this organization over the last few years, that's all we've been doing is guessing. There's a level of opaqueness to this organization. It's a good word for it. Right? Yeah. And yeah. it's only yeah. growing more opaque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that's probably consistent across the board, but it's certainly the case here. Yeah. Coming up next, what happens to a player's psyche when he's dangled in trade rumors very publicly and doesn't get traded? That is a situation the Phoenix Suns might have to deal with this upcoming season. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.